Brewers Daily with Jason Martinez. And welcome to your Thursday, March 11th edition of Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez. we got a ton to get to in this episode. Um, and I'm excited about this episode for everybody to hear. Uh, first, we're going to hear a conversation with Flyers forward winger Travis Konechny. I had a chance to catch up with TK yesterday. We're going to talk about this season, covid all kinds of stuff and from all different angles. And I can't wait for you to hear that conversation. And then after Travis Connecty, we're going to get to a conversation I had two days ago with Flyers goaltender and Phantoms goaltender Alex Lyon. Now, as you know, I'm very fond of goaltenders and I love talking about the position. Uh, but Alex has been in a very unique situation. And oddly enough, last night he got to play in a game. We taped the interview and the conversation prior to, to him playing in that game. But he hadn't played a game and what would have been a year today, March 11th of 2020, was the last game that he played as a member of the Phantoms against the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins. 33 saves that night, not bad. And to be working on your craft and working and practice and pushing yourself as hard as you can, but not having played a game as a competitor for a calendar year is incredibly interesting to me. And as you know, Alex is a guy that can articulate himself very well, very smart guy, and comes at things from a slightly different perspective, albeit a goaltender's perspective and a professional athlete. So really interesting conversation there as well. But let's first get to uh, the Flyers playing the Capitals tonight, uh, the first of two in Philadelphia against the Caps. Of course, the Flyers played the Caps on Sunday once they returned home from that three straight games in Pittsburgh. It was a 3-1 loss. They're 1-1 against the Caps on the season. They won the first meeting on February 7th, 7-4, and tonight uh, they'll take on the Caps and Saturday take on the Caps, and Flyers still on the outside of the playoff picture looking in. Yeah, they have games in hand, uh, but it'll be the Flyers and Caps tonight at the Wells Fargo Center. One of the key components, the guy who was the Flyers representative at the All-Star game last year, their leading goal scorer with 24 goals a season ago, it's Travis Konechny. He's had a bit of an up-and-down season. He's had the highs of a hat-trick early in the campaign, the lows of being a healthy scratch, dealing with his own case of COVID, and a, and a child on the way. So here's my conversation with Flyers forward Travis Konechny. Joining us right now on Flyers Daily is Flyers winger Travis Konechny. TK, how you doing? Good, thanks. Good. Uh, the, you, you guys uh, come from behind fashion once again. Uh, you did it last week against Pittsburgh. You did it on Tuesday against Buffalo. Um, it's not the way you want to do it, but you'll take the result, right? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely not uh, the planned outcome, but um, when you can get those, uh, you know, from behind wins, it definitely helps in the locker room to build confidence and, you know, gives us the, the, the confidence to play from behind at any point in the game and, and feel comfortable, but um, we're definitely not looking for those. Is that, you know, when you do it twice in a, in a calendar week, uh, at this point in the season, does that become a little bit of your identity? Hey, we're down, but you know we can still come back in this game and get a win. Yeah, I mean, it, it, that kind of goes off what I was saying there. It, it just puts a different atmosphere in the locker room when you're down. Um, you know, whether it's one or two or three goals, um, you know, as, as long as you stick together and, and play the right way and believe in one another, you know, there's always a chance to do something special. So. Um, you know, when you when you do it a couple times, it just gives that extra motivation when you're still you feel like you're always in a game. 
TK, it's been it's such a weird world we live in right now with with the pandemic, what's happened over the last calendar year, and then this season as well. And it's been it's been a strange year for you in, in that regard as well. You get off to a great start, you get the healthy scratch, you get the you get COVID, you're out. I mean, you're not on skates for almost three weeks, I assume. How's it been to just try and keep mentally strong and you know, mentally focused on the task at hand with, with all of this that's happened over the past, not only a <laughs> year, but this season for you. Yeah. I mean, it, it's been, a, it's definitely been my craziest year so far. Um, I mean, it's, it, 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 there's some things you can control, um, you know, and, and that was for me, the hockey stuff that uh, was going on, you know, I can, I can control how I'm playing and um, things I can work on, but I mean, as far as, you know, getting COVID and having to sit out for a while, uh, I just kind of took that as uh, an opportunity to rest, and there's no other way to look at it other than, you know, come back and make sure I'm playing better. So it, it's been weird for sure, though. When you when you had the COVID, did, were you symptomatic, and how was it for you? It wasn't. I mean, it, it definitely was. Uh, there was times where it wasn't very fun, but um, I, I did have, you know, symptoms. I had the congestion and the loss of sense and smell. So uh, that's about as far as mine went. Did you lose taste? I, I think that would be, that would freak me out losing taste. Yeah, I did. I lost my, my taste as well. Yeah. Which was, it, it was just like, you knew you had to eat, but nothing was appetizing, you know, <laughs> you're, you're eating. Let me see if I can taste this. Let me try a milkshake. Can I taste that? You know, you're freaking out. Like, am I ever going to taste food again? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was trying everything I could. Yeah, give me like a Hall's cough drop. If I can't taste that, then it's gone for right now, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I was trying like to smell like peppermint shampoo and all these different <laughs> things, and I couldn't get anything. Are you breaking news here that you're a peppermint shampoo guy? No, no. I was just trying. Uh, there was something in my shack, so I was just trying it out. By the way, congratulations in order as well. I know you got a little one on the way. Is it a boy? No idea. We're going to wait until the birth to find out, but uh, appreciate uh, the, the congratulations. We're excited on it. What's that like? I, I remember, you know, when my wife got pregnant for the first time and, and knowing you're going to have a kid, it, it's kind of an overwhelming feeling. So much changes. And then obviously when, when your baby's born, a lot changes as well. But what's that like knowing that you got a little one on the way, maybe a spitting image? Yeah, I mean, who knows? I, I mean, at this point, I'm just, I mean, it's our first baby. I'm just excited, hoping everything's good and healthy. And, uh, you know, I'm I just uh, really excited, you know, for my parents, for our parents to, uh, you know, be grandparents. And, you know, it's just a, it's a great experience for the whole family. So I'm just really looking forward to it. Yeah, you guys got almost a young dad's club going on on the team, too, with, it, with you know, Coots has, has a baby and G's got another one on the way, and JVR, you guys got a good thing going. Let, let me ask you, Travis, when you reacted to the healthy scratch, um, you know, some guys react to it in different ways. What was your reaction to it, and what did you take from it? Um, I mean, I knew I wasn't playing at the top of my game, and, I mean, it's not my decision. Obviously, it's the coach's decision to, for who plays, and, um you know, there was there was no argument from my side because I knew I wasn't where I needed to be and playing at the level he wanted me to. So, um, you know, and sometimes you need a little, you know, check back in line and and realize that you got to get back to just doing the things simple and playing hard. And 
playing smart, straight lines and, and get back to playing the way you need to play to, to get back in the lineup. So I think it was good for me to reset and there was no other way to other, you know, really look at it. I don't put myself above anybody and think that I deserve to be in the lineup over somebody else. Everyone's got to, you know, play the right way and play their role. How difficult is it when there's an area of your game you want to take to the next level or it's just not dialed in? In in this season, there's such little practice time. And I know Carter's struggling a little bit right now. And, and you know, he talked about it post-game after the Sabres game, saying that he's got to find his game. He's got to stop more pucks. But how difficult is that when you just you don't have the practice time? You don't have, you know, the time to get out on the ice and, and spend extra time with a couple of days off between games. I mean, you guys don't have back-to-back days off between games until April 1st and April 2nd. Yeah, it's it's difficult. I mean, it's a whole new experience for everybody. Um, you know, the year, like we said, it's just been it's been a crazy year. And and when you go through these slumps, there is really no time to to worry. But you got to put things behind you and and just believe in yourself, believe in your teammates, and just you know trust that you're going to get back to where you know you you should be as far as uh, performing and playing. And um, yeah, I mean, the practice time is just not there this year. Um, there is a, you know, playing games is, is what people love to do. What's it been like for you um, coming back and starting to assimilate fans back in? You're a guy that feeds off the crowd. You're an emotional player, uh, yeah. and you like to have fun out there. What's it been like to get some fans back in the building for you? It, it's been great. I mean, I, I love seeing the fans. I love hearing, you know, the crowd after a goal or after a hit. I think it gets everyone engaged. So, I mean, for me, it's definitely been something that, uh, you know, I've, I've been looking forward to. It was weird, you know, the first game on Sunday against Washington where you guys had fans and there was organic crowd noises and rises with the crowd. And that was the first time, you know, being in the building and watching you guys without a crowd was a real sterile environment. Um, but did, is it almost like, like for me, it almost was like, wow, this is weird, but so good in the, in the same breath. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it's funny. A lot of guys were saying when the crowd was back, it was almost weird and I mean, I liked it. Some people were thrown off by it. Then there was the crowd noises that were throwing off people, and some people liked it, some people didn't. So, I mean, it's all personal preference. And, I mean, for me, I, I love just having the fans in there. Yeah. It's only 3,000 people, but it feels like a lot more right now. Maybe that's because we're just, like, PTSD at this point. Um, last thing for you, TK, um, playing the same teams over and over again. You know, you, you guys see these eight, well, seven other opponents eight times each. Um, there's a lot of familiarity that's breeding up and really in the second half of the season is where you're going to really see maybe some contempt and calling cards and those kind of things. What's it like for you playing against the same seven opponents all season? I know you want to, you know, you want to get to Western Canada. You want to see those teams travels not there, which is maybe a good element, but, uh, what's that going to be like in the second half? Is it going to get a little nasty? You think? Um, I mean, yeah, there's always going to be those rivalries that you have throughout the year on a regular basis. And then, I think when you're playing them like in playoff series, mini playoff series throughout the year, it almost escalates it and, and you know, makes it that much uh, more competitive out there. And um, I don't know. It, it's just, honestly, it's been a different year. They have more video on you each and every night. It's like very detailed and specific to how teams are playing. And, um, you know, it, it is, it's a lot of fun. And, you know, you're never going to play in another season like this. So, you know, just soaking it all in and, and, battling our, our way through it yeah that's a great call last thing i lied i have one more question for you because you're playing the caps uh back-to-back games on uh, uh tonight and on saturday 
but let me ask you what the difference is when Tom Wilson's not on the ice because he's serving a suspension right now. And he's a guy that you've got to be aware when he's on the ice because of the way he plays the game with such physicality. And some say over the line, some say, hey, the game needs more of that, but maybe not the head part of it. Uh, but what's it, is there a difference when he's not in the lineup for that Caps team? Yeah, I mean, you definitely notice that he's an effective player. He's one of their, you know, their top players, and he's good at what he does. Um, you know, he, he plays hard, plays physical, and you definitely know when he's on the ice. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll hopefully try to take advantage of not having him in the lineup. So I guess we'll just see how the next two games go. TK, I appreciate you doing this. Congrats on uh, the pending yeah. uh, fatherhood, and uh, best of luck in, in these couple of games against the Caps and the rest of the way. Appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thanks to TK for joining us on this episode of Flyers Daily. He's such a laid-back guy and a laid-back talker. You feel like there's no walls or barriers up, and he just gives you unfettered honesty and in a a very laid-back and well-thought-out way. I always enjoy talking to Travis, so thanks to him for joining us. But let's get to my conversation now with Flyers and Phantoms goaltender Alex Lyon. This one covers it all, and this will give you some real insight not only into being a professional athlete during this pandemic, but also the position of goaltending. There's some stuff in here about Carter Hart. There's a lot in here about uh, how goaltenders deal with that pressure of being the last line of defense. As I've mentioned this on yesterday's podcast, that when you make a mistake as a goaltender, you let in a bad goal, a horn goes off, a light goes on, and everybody points at you. It's A mistake for any other player in sports, it's not nearly as pronounced as it is when a goaltender makes a mistake or doesn't play well. Alex talks about dealing with that as well. So here's my conversation with Flyers and Phantoms goaltender Alex Lyon. Joining us right now on Flyers Daily is Flyers goaltender Alex Lyon. Al, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing good. Hanging in there and uh, just just, uh, doing the grind, the the typical grind. Well, I got to ask you, I'm going to ask you a trivia question right out of the gate. Do you remember the last game that you okay. played? Um, I don't. No, I don't. I remember about when, but I couldn't even tell you the team or the day of it, to be honest. Um, we're, we're taping this on the 9th of March. It's 360 or 363 days ago against the Wilkes-Barre Scranton wow. Penguins on the 11th of March. Wow, that's crazy. Hey, you had a good night. Well, um, Thirty-three saves, brother. Um, I'll take it. Well, you know what? I'm I'm slated to uh, play a game down in Lehigh tomorrow, so it'll be one one year exactly. That's crazy. What's it been? I mean, that's the longest you've gone without playing a game. Uh, did you ever suffer an injury where you're out a sustained period of time or anything at at any point from like Pee Wee on? Nope, nope. I honestly, by far the longest since. Um, I've, I've been playing hockey for sure, without question. How's it? To, let me ask you, because you're a competitor and you, you work your butt off and practice, you do all those things, but to not have been in a game in that long a period of time, how is it to, you know, to go to practice and keep that edge of, of working your butt off to put it into practice and in, into a game? Yeah, I think, you know, I mean, as you know, goalie, being a goalie is so much about routine, feel, confidence so i think in terms of that side of things um it's tough and just you know i mean so much of your game is about that routine and how you feel on a day-to-day basis and how comfortable you are uh but in terms of not playing 
you know, I, I really, once, once all of it kind of went down, you know, uh, a year ago, I, I just said, what a treat it is to have a breath of, you know, a, a little bit of time and just, you know, work on your game. I mean, I think every professional athlete probably would relish that opportunity. So from that standpoint, uh, it's just kind of been my approach since, since a year ago. Um, you mentioned so much of the position is, is the rhythm and, and the compete level, which is very hard to simulate in practice. And being with the Flyers and the taxi squad and everything, you, you guys' practices aren't nearly as long as maybe they would be in a normal season. So how are you kind of emulating game situations the best you can given this unique circumstance? Yeah, it's been, it's been tough. Uh, I think the best way, you know, the only way you can really do it is – we, you know, I might only get 30, 40 shots of practice. Cause obviously we're like you said, 20, 30 minutes on the other ice sheet, you know, with just the taxi squad. So I just try to say, this is it. I mean, this is my game right here. This is my game. So if you let in a goal, you got to treat it as a goal in a game. But again, there's a healthy balance of trying to get better, experimenting, you know, those types of things coupled along with, like, like you said, I mean, I'm, I'm competitive, but I think human nature is like, it's easy to take days off. So you try to fight that as well. Um, let me ask you, what, what have you, you know, maybe with this extended period of time and you get to work on those technical aspects and, and do some things that, you know, you normally wouldn't be able to work on in a season because it's just too chaotic. Uh, are there elements of your game that you've added that uh, you probably would have had the chance to add? Uh, prior to you know this this unique circumstance, definitely. I I I and and it's it's tough to tell because you know you don't have the video evidence necessarily. But I think even just a year ago or twelve months ago to now, I think that I've changed quite a bit in my game. Um, and I'm lucky you know to have Kim Dillabaugh at my disposal you know for the last twelve months because he's just a guy that really kind of flies under the radar with the organization. And he's the goalie, you know, he's the goalie coach, obviously. So, but he is, in my opinion, he's as, as smart and uh, capable as anybody in that role. So uh, I've just tried to suck as much information from him as I possibly can. Um, and, and just kind of almost go back to like, that that year one of your professional when you're just trying to adjust and get better um it's so much about that so that's that's just kind of what it's been about and it's been fun it's been fun working with him is it frustrating though you know working on these new elements to your game save selections post integrations the way you're going to attack certain situations I don't know if you put the spread in, uh, which is something I know Carter's put into his game or double seal or anything like that uh, on, you know, below the goal line plays. Uh, but is it frustrating mm-hmm. going, I have this tool. I want to get into a game and use it and, and put it into practice. <laughs> well, it's definitely nerve wracking. Like, so like I said, I'm playing tomorrow and I'm going to kind of just try and see where I'm at. But I think as a, for goalies, especially, you know, players, a lot of it is about that will and compete. Where as goalies, it's like you need the feed. The game is almost just like feedback for, okay, is this working? Is this working? Is this, am I going to keep doing this? 
And so to not have that feedback is, is actually quite nerve wracking because it's like, all right, I'm going to do all these, you know, I'm just going to try and go with now what my new normal is, but I also haven't had that feedback in a year. So, you know, who knows? I mean, maybe I'm just flapping in the wind and I'm going to have to revisit some of these things moving forward. But, um, you know, it's, 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 as you know, it's, it's as much the mental game as anything really. Yeah. It, it absolutely is. Um, you know, keeping that edge and working on stuff. And I imagine that is crazy, like a, a weird mental feeling. Am I working on this day in and day out? And I'm going to get into a game and I'm going to find it doesn't work for me. Like you, you, you right, don't have self doubt. Exactly. Like you don't know if what you're working on is something that truly will benefit you when you get into games and, and live reads. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm, and I'm very thankful that, you know, not to say that the AHL is uh, slow or not good by any means. It's the second best league in the world, obviously, but I've been lucky that I get to play against guys like Claude Giroux and Sean Couturier. And I get to see these guys on a more consistent basis, which has really tested my game and kind of elevated uh, where I have to be when I, when I face those guys. Um, so I, I'm, I think from that standpoint, it has been good that I can test my abilities against NHL shooters, you know, the most elite shooters on a more consistent basis. So uh, I'm appreciative of that. Yeah. One of the last games you played in the NHL was against Colorado last year. And, you know, you're facing Nathan McKinnon and Mika Rantanen and some pretty insane, you know, highly skilled yeah. uh, elite players in the world. Al, let me ask you the, the approach in an AHL game for a goalie versus an NHL oh. game. Uh, how different is that approach? Because while the AHL, as you mentioned, is the second best league in the world, there is a little bit less structure in that game, and, and that can affect a goaltender, obviously. Right, exactly. And and it, it's it's so funny because it's like it's so close, and, and all of these players in the American League are so close, yet they're still miles apart. You know, it's, it's the same, and it's, and it's no different from college to the American League, from junior to college. It's, it's just one tiny step. But at the same time, it's also an ocean's wide gap um, in some capacity. So uh, it's, uh, y you know, I think more than anything, it's just about, like I said before, the comfort and the feel and so much about playing goalie is just being comfortable and being super confident. Um, it's been it's been cool to see Moose operate on a daily basis, to see Carter operate on a daily basis um, and and kind of so I can take things from them and be confident through that. Um, so that's that's really all the hump that I'm always trying to get over is just come into this game. I'm the man. Let's go. Um, that's that's really the most difficult part. Do you guys as a group, like a position group, talk about the position a lot and different experiences and, you know, how they see things, you see things and kind of share those? Are you guys a communicative group in that regard? Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, from their standpoint, it's different because they're in season now and they're, they're just trying to find that rhythm, you know, that consistent play every day. These are the things that I focus on to make it work. Um, and I think, you know, Carter and I, and Carter's obviously Carter is so physically gifted. So, um, sometimes it works against me to watch the things that he does because he's just, his physical assets are incredible. Um, but 
I try to just soak in, especially from Brian, as much as I can. You know, I mean, I even think about that game the other day. Goes down three nothing five minutes into the game, and then shuts the door the rest of the way. Like as a goalie, that's just. Awesome. I mean, that's. Yeah, you know, that's that's as as mentally challenging as it gets, and for him to to get through that and navigate that situation. So just things like that. I, I just, he's had so much experience that it's just, I, I try to get as much from him as I can. Um, you know, it's funny when you get, when that happens to you as a goalie, like you'll kind of like say to yourself and maybe even verbalize it in between periods. You go, all right, my office is closed now. You guys get four, we'll win. You know, you, you psych yourself up in that <laughs> <Yeah>. way. <laughs> Like, boys, office yeah, hours yeah. are off now. You got yours. Here's your three. You got them in four minutes. Congratulations. But we're now closed for business at this end of the ice. <laughs> you know? Yeah, well, he, he was like, he was telling me that, you know, he just mentally resets to 0-0. Zero, zero. It's just a 0-0 zero, yep. zero game. And, and I'm thinking, like, well, if it's 0-0, zero, zero, you know, you still got, like, a three- or four-goal window that you can still allow. Like, so I'm not really sure how that math adds up either. <laughs> I mean, so you basically got to shut up that night, but – yeah, like you said, it's just convincing yourself with whatever works, even if it's totally irrational. Yeah. Do, do you um do you write anything on any part of your equipment as um, mental cues or you know things to to go through and and you know your resets and stuff like that mentally? Yep, I definitely I have all. Uh, I mean, I've had all kinds of trigger words uh, throughout my career. Um, now I kind of go on a rolling basis, so it's like all right, for this week, these three things are really working for me. And I like to write it on the back of my blocker, just, you know, as a, like you said, as a visual representation. Um, but uh, it just changes all the time for me, because I think I'm always, I'm the guy who's always experimenting, di- trying different things. This is working now. This is working now. Um, so it's just kind of a rolling, uh, rolling reset at this point. What do you got? Like a dry erase board on your, on your blocker? <laughs> I just go tape, Sharpie, tape, change it every day. Oh, wow. Whatever okay. the day uh, calls for, I change it every day. Yeah. You've always, you are a really open-minded guy, and, and you t- you, t- you kind of tackle the position from a very cerebral um, sense, but I-, I love that. And, yeah, there's there's a lot of, you know, little things. People don't know, you know, a lot of times goalies will write stuff on their blocker. They can look down at it as a mental reset. Like, people don't realize that that's part of it. You know, part of the position is being able to move forward at all times, no matter what has happened, good, bad, or indifferent, right? Right, right, right. And and I think a lot of a lot of things changed for me. My 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 very first three months in the uh, American League professional, I used to be a guy who was just okay. This is it. This is it. These are my cues. It it worked for me up until college. I mean, I was just so good. It was so simple, so easy. Um, this is the path. And then my first two starts in professional, I, we lost 5-1 and 5-2. I'll never forget it. continues to drive me. And I just got a message from kind of the team and the goalie coaches that was like, hey, I need, if you want to stay here and not be in the East Coast, you have to get better. So I didn't start for like eight games in a row after that. And the only thing I was focusing on was, you know, you got to get better. You have to get better. And so from that point on, it was just, right. It was just a reality that, I mean, you see it, you see it every day. I mean, as much as I like to tout my, my college uh, career and resume, like 
for, you know, there's, there's five, six guys a year that fizzle out who are great college goalies and you never hear about them again. Um, so it was just a kind of a slap in the face. Like you've got to get better. I mean, you just have to get better. So now at this point, I think that's kind of why I've become so experimentative. I just always need to find the ways to bridge the hill and, or sorry, bridge the gap and, and find my way over the hump. Um, and to me now it's just kind of a habit. And I think, uh, the only way that I'm going to, you know, I don't know if I'll ever be a full-time guy in the NHL is something that I refuse to not believe, but I just, I think that's the way. And, uh, that, that first kind of experience, whatever it is, uh, was taste aversion or, you know, just kind of hit me in the face hard that just have to continue to get better. Yeah, it's little incremental steps. As as long as you did even some days you're going to get a lot better. Some days you're just going to get a tick better. But as long as it's a tick, that matters, right? Right, and and some days it goes five steps backwards. Yeah, yeah you <laughs> go sideways. Yeah. I think, I, right, right. It's just you know I, I'm a big so I'm a big NFL guy, and and I've and I've learned a lot from that just following NFL and obviously NHL too, but. I, you always hear about the best guys, you know, like Richard Sherman preaches about it a lot, but those guys who stick around the longest are the ones who are like, you're either getting better or you're getting worse. And if you're staying the same, you're getting worse. So I'm just a true believer and, and, and Brian Elliott's the same way. He continues to work to improve his game, even at the age and where his body's at. He always just finds ways to stop the puck better. And so I'm a true believer that uh, if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. What's it like um, for you with the Phantoms with with Gordo as the coach, Scott Gordon? He's a former goaltender, and I, I would imagine, you know, a former goaltender knows the plight, knows what you go through, played, you know, the position. So I, I feel like that head coach can understand what you're seeing, feeling, and adapting to in a game on a different level than a guy that maybe was a forward. Um, yeah, to be, I mean, to be honest with you, uh, he, he pretty much operates the same as any other coach. And I think most coaches in 2021 are just like, I, I operate through the goalie coach and that is kind of your one source of information, whether he's sending a message through him or, you know, even telling you when you're starting usually through him, um, and so he, he does it the same way and he kind of, uh, which I appreciate a lot. You know, I had uh, a guy named Keith Elaine was my college coach. Um, and he was actually an NHL goaltending coach in the early two thousands as late as that. And even he just said, I just don't know anything about the game anymore. It's just so different. Like, like the post integration, you know, double seal, stuff like that. That's just, unless you're on top of that every single day, it's hard to keep track of all that stuff. So, um, yeah, he pretty much just operated, uh, the same, the same as them. Yeah. He, he didn't play the game that way when he, when he played it and coached it, he right. wasn't coaching those elements. So uh, if you're not on top of it, then yeah, it is, it is a far different position. It's, you know, it's so different and, and it's evolved so much. How much has it evolved now in your opinion in the last couple of years, even, because we're seeing so many, you know, the, the position has to keep evolving because shooters will catch up to it and you have to keep evolving in your save selection, the way you present yourself um, in the net. So how much has it changed just in the last three, four years? 
Right. It, it, it's, uh, it's, you know, even, even sometimes I, I get amazed that it changes on in like two month increments where wow. there's, it's such a copycat league that players see things that other players do. And then they instantly incorporate it into their game to gain an advantage on the goalies. Um, like in terms of a lot of, a lot of the things that happen I find now are, um, well, like, for example, if you remember the other night in Pittsburgh, Kasperi Kapanen took the fake slap shot, fake to go around, and then went five hole. Um, a very similar thing happened to Mike Smith on Edmonton maybe three weeks ago where he got burned on that. But those that was something that I, I would contest. I mean, you, you would see it every once in a while, but a lot more guys are doing that type of thing now. So unless you're staying on top of – all, all you know, goalies are trying to do is just figure out what the player is trying to do. So it's not like it's not like Carter Hart is in there and just reacting to everything. I mean, you physically can't react to some of those situations. It's all pre-shot. So you have beat. to sniff yeah. it out. Right. You have to sniff it out before it even happens. So I think just the intake of information, understanding, okay, there are more guys doing this right now. So if there's a guy in that situation, he's winding up for a slap shot. This is a, there's a pretty good chance that he's going to try and do this. So I I think uh, in that sense, you know, trends happen all the time. Changes happen all the time. I'm not going to stop that puck the same way as Carter Hart, but I need to figure out the way that I'm going to stop it. So Definitely, you know, especially power play, down low, um, things in and around the net. Those those things just change so much where maybe they'll send one down and you would see – you're seeing a lot of guys now like tip it, that, that low man like the James Van Reams, like he'll tip it to the backdoor guy rather than catch and then look him off and pass it. So just things like that you always have to be cognizant of. Um, and I try to stay on top of it as much as I can. I try to watch as many games – uh, goals in the NHL as I can just just to see, um, but yeah, it just changes ch- it just changes so quickly now. It's got to drive you nuts. Like these guys are so good at shooting and trying to score, it, it drives you nuts as a goalie when a guy comes down and, and fakes that shot and then he opens you up and he kind of slides one through. You're like, man, would you just take the freaking shot? You know, <laughs> you can bomb <laughs> well, it from there, buddy. Well, I'm good with that. I'm, yeah. What pisses me off is it's like a chess match. So, mm-hmm. and then it's like, oh, God, you know, you're you're one step ahead. Yeah, I'll tip the cap to you. You're one step ahead. So that's what really pisses me off is I like to think that I'm always the smartest guy in the room, and when somebody outsmarts me, I feel like an idiot. But uh, yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. And you know what? You know what? I'm just gonna toss this out in the ethos, but it, it's kind of in the same vein. But you you know you hear so much about the goalies changing their equipment and how much better goalies are. And, Oh my gosh, um, goalie pads are still so big and, you know, guys and the technology that guys have at their disposal in terms of their sticks are just so good now that they can, they're have the ability to do these things that even five years ago, they didn't have the ability to do. Um, Everybody shoots it hard. Everybody shoots it pinpoint accurate. Um, so that's that's another that's another side is that shots are only going to be continue to get harder and faster and more accurate. Al, you're right. Guys can scoop up a puck like it's a lacrosse stick now too, and they're trying. You saw it a couple times out on the West Coast, and right. 
you know, they're trying to score from behind that, that Michigan-style Svechnikov goal. How the heck – I saw a goalie defend it when I think it was uh, – I forget who it was tried it, and a goalie made a blocker save on that. Uh, how do you try and defend that? Because I, I got rung up for one in beer league, and I was just like – I just stood there. I'm like, the dude did it so yeah. quick. I'm like, wow, look at that. And then we were up eight nothing, and he does that. Normally, I give a guy a stick for something like that, but I just gave him a stick tab. I'm like, dude, you executed it. Good on you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sometimes you just got to tip the cap, and and that's that's another one of those things. I think even even defensemen don't want that to happen. So I think now you're seeing, and I can feel it happening more and more in practice too. But when guys are getting ready, and you can tell. You know, you see it happening. The defenseman's like, uh-uh, this ain't happening. So yeah. you just, yeah, you just swat it. I mean, all they're trying to do is surprise you. So then if you surprise them back, it's like they, they don't have the ability to do those types of things. Um, but, yeah, it's another one of those things that guys are just so, so skilled um, all across the league now that – and goalies too. I mean, goalies are getting more skilled every day. I like watching a guy like Andre Vasilevsky and how good he's been lately. Um, but yeah, goalies are getting extremely skilled as well. Yeah, I see, I see he made a little change too in his glove and in his post integration as well to seal an extra hole in the way he almost holds it uh, facing him to, to kind of seal that one little hole that comes up right over your pad. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, and have yeah, you experimented he, with that? He's awesome. Yeah, he's he's all he's all over stuff like that, and that's why I like watching him. And and I think you know one one cool thing that that actually allows him to do now is it allows him to come out um, kind of in the same breath again. But guys are so good at coming in, you know, within two three feet of you, and then making the backdoor pass. Are so patient. It allows him to cover that hole, and then also be extremely square when he has to challenge a shooter very instantaneously um so yeah it's cool i love i love i love watching him and he's obviously at the top of the league right now so i think everybody's watching him yeah he's playing some uh, elite level chess is what he's doing <laughs> there right now that's what yes, it's all about that, to bring it full circle yep. al uh best of luck in the start man i know that uh you're chomping at the bit to get out there and you can't wait to get on the ice and, and compete again as always, thanks for doing this. I love your insight and the, and the way that you can verbalize it. I know everybody's going to get uh, a lot of uh, good information out of this, and we always appreciate talking to you, and, and best of luck in the game, and we'll talk soon. All right, appreciate it, and uh, talk to you soon. Special thanks to Alex Lyon, Travis Konechny, both for joining us on this episode of Flyers Daily, and my final thanks to you for listening to this episode of Flyers Daily. Flyers caps tonight at the Wells Fargo Center. Everybody, enjoy your hockey tonight, and we'll talk to you on tomorrow's Flyers Daily.